Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Siebold, and I have a very special guest on the show, my wife, Dawn Andrews Siebold. Dawn, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I had to gather her up from the other side of the mansion here to, uh, to be on the show. But today we're going to talk about keynote speaking versus training. And I know you run our coaching program mm -hmm. for the graduates of the Bill Gove Speech Workshop that join your video coaching program, right. the 12-month video mm -hmm. coaching, which I, you've done for, what, 20 years, 20-plus years, I guess. What would you say is the primary difference between keynote speaking and training? Well, I think first uh, you have to define what keynote speaking is because I think everyone that goes to speak thinks they're keynote speakers. And I think that the definition really is probably first what you should discuss. So in the keynote, it's the short speech. It's anything typically less than about an hour. And, um, and it's rooted in entertainment uh, versus the teaching or the trainings or presentation skills, which are rooted in content. Yeah, and the keynote, I mean, to, to be really specific, keynote speaking really is a keynote speech is the keynote speech of a convention or a meeting. Right. Right. So they've just been thrown around so loosely that everybody calls everything keynote, like to your, to your point. So entertainment is really the, is the difference, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but I think it's really important for your audience to know that, you know, when businesses hire speakers to come in and they ask for keynote speaking, they need to know the difference between a presentation and a keynote. Because a lot of speakers, I think that one of the biggest mistakes beginning speakers make is that they call themselves keynote speakers and when they go to try to get hired by a speakers bureau or a company and they deliver mostly content and they don't get hired and they're, and they're really great speakers but they just don't know the difference in the delivery and they're trainers mostly and they're mostly trainers they're, they're delivering a lot of content and that type of thing right yeah, but right. but i think because the word keynote has just been misused in this industry from probably the very beginning yeah. until training really took over in the 1960s uh, everyone thinks they're keynote speakers and i think you have to really make sure that you understand the definition when you're trying to market yourself if you're either marketing yourself as a keynote or who certainly could also do trainings presentations and workshops um, or marketing yourself as a, as a presenter what do you think the number one mistake is and you've run the bill gove speech workshop now with me and we did it with bill gove of course back in the day before when bill was uh, alive uh, we've run it since what we've been involved in it since 1997 i guess right so what's the number one mistake you've seen since 1997 all these workshops we've done all over the world uh, with bill without bill together um the number one mistake that, that speakers make when they come in the speech workshop and they think it's one thing and what, what's the biggest mistake they make in your opinion i think there's two big mistakes i've seen over the last 20 some odd years the first mistake is they think we're teachers they think if you go and speak, you're a teacher. And, yeah. and I think it's just because we have such a high need to get our message across. And we have, you know, we've gained some knowledge in a certain subject matter. And we feel like everyone wants to know that knowledge. And, you know, back in the day, um, you know, content was king. And, and that's been many, many years ago. Content's no longer king. Um, and so I think the first thing that they have to remember is that a lot of people, you know, our biggest competition in the speaking business is Google. You know, it's not other speakers. Uh, content, you can, yeah. you know, Google it and get it for free. On your phone. So, on your phone. Sit on the bus. Right, right. Whatever. Yeah. So, I think the, the first mistake is they, everyone thinks we're teachers as the keynoters. And then the second mistake I see quite often is we'll get people coming to the speech workshop and because they're not afraid to speak. So, they get up in church or they're a Toastmaster or they speak in their community. And because they're not afraid to speak, they feel like they're good enough to be paid. And there's yeah. a big difference being uh, not 
afraid to speak and enjoying it even than a professional feed paid speaker. That's it's like one's in high school and one's you know playing playing high school football and the others in the NFL. <laughs> there's yeah, a big there's right. a big difference. Just because you're not afraid to speak doesn't mean you're worth being paid. Well, why you know so many people come to the workshop um, as you know Don and they say well you know it's all about my content I've got these things I want to share. Why is content not king? Because I can get it for free. You know, again, back yeah. in the day, I think, you know, what I, I feel people, you know, most of the time um, when you're speaking to a professional speaker and you find out what their topic is, right? You go, okay, well, your topic is mental toughness. And for the most part, not all the time, but for the most part, the, the speakers who have a topic that is strong as mental toughness or um, presentation skills or time management usually means that that person lacked that skill years ago, started studying it. Uh, overcame the skill, became an expert in the skill, and now they want to turn around and you know teach that skill because they over you know they overcame it. Right. So I always remember you know sitting in the green room with you, um, you know behind the scenes at an event, and if someone said you know I I speak on time management, my first thought is oh you were always late. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean because it, it usually they become exactly. an expert and then they they sure. try to, they try to teach on it. So. Yeah. Um, but it is you know what I you know with the, as much content as you have out there over twenty years almost thirty years in mental toughness, yeah. you can Google Steve Siebold and get more content than than you could ever speak on in a lifetime. Yeah. And so sure. again, back in the day before the internet, you had some concepts that people had never heard before, and then they had to hire you to come in and speak. Nowadays, you, there there's so much chatter, there's so much content. Companies just simply don't need to pay the fee they pay a keynote speaker to have content well that's the one of the great one of the great secrets of, of the, the the speaking business is what you just said for one the content is really dead because the internet changed all that that i mean it was in books it was easy it was just it wasn't so easy to access right it's so easy now but one of the key things and something that you know we personally made a fortune on was getting proprietary content from companies get, getting inside information on companies and then speaking them when you give a speech or a training you reveal that proprietary information that you got from their company. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of ways we do that, but and we know that's another show completely. That's all another training session. Right. You know, on, on, in itself. But uh, but outside of that, they could, because they can't Google that. Right. But they can Google everything else. So we end up being entertainers, delivering something in a way to get their attention. And, uh, but if it's just pure content, you're not worth much as a speaker, right? No, I mean, you're you're not worth hardly anything at all these yeah. days. And I think another thing I, your audience may consider is uh, the content is one one set skill you have to have. You have to have content. I mean, we you know, it's a weird business. We're not saying teach a whole bunch, but you got to have something right. You can't just get up there and just entertain. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things that's super key that a lot of people don't think about when they go into the speaking industry is that. So say you have content, say you have mental toughness like Steve does and you want to talk on mental toughness. It's not the topic companies pay for because, again, I can get the topic for free. Yeah. It's your point of view of topic that they pay for. So if I want Steve to come in and speak to a company on mental toughness, I can get anybody to speak on mental toughness if it was just about content. But if I want Steve's point of view of mental toughness, and I agree with your point of view, then I've got to pay and I've got to pay a lot for that. So right. it's really the point of view of your topic that companies pay for, not the topic. Right. And my point, just to give you an example, my point of view was always like we talked about on an earlier episode was, uh, well, you know, was basically 
living in objective reality, getting your sales team in objective reality about how good they are. Right. And I talk about this in my Mental Toughness podcast all the time. In, in reality, critical thinking versus magical thinking or delusional thinking, which is most teams have a lot of delusional thinking. Even sports teams have, uh, professional sports teams have delusional thinking where they think they're far better than they are and the stats don't back it up. So we come in there and we just jolt them into reality. Now, they're not really crazy about it. I don't get a lot of standing ovations, mm -hmm. but we've done turnarounds, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in turnarounds of course, over the years because of this particular one philosophy that uh, that wakes people up when they're open to receiving it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another key point when people are writing books and you're writing a, a book on mental toughness, or you're writing a book on time management and you don't put your point of view in the book. Uh, it's a mistake because oh, yeah. again, um, one of the easiest ways I sell Steve in the Speakers Bureau is I, I send a copy of the book to a client and I say, read Steve's book. Uh, if you like Steve's philosophy, his point of view, in other words, then you'll love Steve on stage. If it, if it's not a good fit for your company, and we've had companies that your strong point oh, yeah. of view was not a good fit, yeah. then I'll recommend another another speaker. But uh, anytime you get a chance to, to give your point of view so that you're showing social media, any articles you write, any podcasts, any blogs you you, you know, it's your point of view that'll make the difference um, than hiring you or someone else. And it'll also increase your pay. Good point. I remember working that Tupperware convention. You weren't with me on that one in Fort Lauderdale. Tupperware. I should have never booked I had, that. The average age never, was deceased. I should have never booked that. I mean, it was that. old, man. I should have never booked they, that. I terrified them. And I said, are you sure the Tupperware, they're all ladies, <laughs> older ladies, like in their 60s, 70s, 80s. And then literally, and they were the nicest ladies. That they like, like they knitted the sweaters they had on. And I'm in their hammer. And I told the guy, and he goes, no, they need they need objective reality. I'm like, are you sure? I don't want to beat up on these these older ladies. And, and they just, I scared them. It scared, and I was felt terrible and the guy said that's exactly what they needed he was uh, trying to turn around the Tupperware business yeah but, um, yeah, yeah. But that just that gives you a great point to research your audience yeah, before, you your accept, audience. <laughs> before you accept I the was speech wrong. we should have yeah. never we should have never accepted that yeah so. no question well that's but, basically yeah well I was just gonna say but that, that is shows hope for everyone that's out there that thinks that well you know Steve's a guru on mental toughness which you probably are the number one speaker on it right now um, and Brian Tracy's the number one on content you know everyone thinks well someone already has that topic uh, there's room for everyone out there because it's not based on topic it's based on your specific point of view so we could have hundreds of speakers speaking on the same topic when you're working with a speakers bureau um, because I'm going to be looking for that specific speaker with the point of view that is, is congruent with the company philosophy good point Don we appreciate you being on the show thank you back to your old job <laughs> <laughs> thanks for watching guys see you next time thank you